the world, the potential for wildfires is growing, and when they break out, they're becoming harder to stop and more costly and destructive than ever. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the AGCS Podcast. I'm Ken Reichman. Today on the show, wildfires take center stage as Karen Walter, West Zone Agribusiness Lead, and Amoli Patel, Global Head of Agribusiness, join the show for some really interesting conversation. Karen will focus in on a wildfire season that ravaged California in 2017, and Amoli will broaden the scope to take a look at the global effects of wildfires. Before we jump into those conversations, a lot of this information is coming from a recently released AGCS report titled Burning Issues, which focuses on the effect of the 2017 wildfire season. That report includes a lot of really interesting content, including tips on how to prepare your business for a wildfire. So to download that report, you can click on the link in the description of this podcast. With all of that said, Karen Walter is the West Zone Agribusiness Lead. Let's focus on what the 2017 wildfire season meant for California. Over 280,000 acres were burned and over 5,500 structures destroyed. How do folks even begin to think how to recover from that? Well, the truth is many businesses never recover. And the key to a successful recovery really is a solid plan that takes into account the increased amount of time and money it's going to take to rebuild after a natural disaster. So some of the things people don't take into account are the increased construction cost and just the availability of building materials after a fire like this. Um, Businesses have to contend with unintended consequence of media coverage. Um, We've seen that a lot, especially in Napa. Um, If you're outside the state of California, a lot of people think that the entire Napa Valley burned, and that's just not the case. Um, Go to Napa. They're open for business. All right, I'm on my way. You've convinced me. (laughs) So uh, looking forward, the National Interagency Fire Center's predictive outlook for 2018, uh, it's not great. It's projected to be above average in 2018 as well. Business owners last year saw what happened. How can they prepare, right, using the lessons learned? How can they prepare for what could be another tumultuous year? That really is the key. Um, Prepare, prepare, prepare. A lot of people don't have a written wildfire response plan. And that's the first thing um, you'll, you'll need is a disaster recovery plan, a disaster response plan. And it's important not to just have that plan. You need to practice it and make sure that your people are aware of what to do in the event something happens. Wildfires are very explosive events, and many times you're not going to have a lot of time to think about it. So that disaster plan is, is the number one most important thing you need to do. Number two, I would say, is just maintain the property. A lot of times we see properties where there's a lot of debris and combustible material that's accumulated around the building. And it's real critical to keep that type of material away from the building so in the event of a fire, there's more likelihood that you can defend that space. Um, And then the other thing, too, is to create defensible space. So the guideline really is to have 100 feet between the structure and any landscaping or any combustible materials that might contribute to it. Um, It's interesting to note, too, whenever there's a wildfire, it's been known for embers to travel two miles in advance of the fire. You need to get that stuff away from the buildings, maybe sooner than you even think. Interestingly enough, we spoke with uh, Lisbeth Ippolito on an earlier episode of the AGCS podcast about business continuity management. It's interesting that you bring that up. How do you do exercises for something as 
unpredictable as a wildfire. You know, they do happen fast. So a lot of people, what they do is they literally have, during wildfire season, they'll have boxes of stuff. You know, it's like, okay, here's my critical, my critical papers, critical things I need to get out. So sometimes it's even as basic as, as knowing, okay, if I need to just grab a couple things and get out of here because I've got 15 minutes, what would I grab in 15 minutes? Or what if I had 30 minutes, what would I take if I had 30 minutes? Um, so I, I think you need to have a disaster plan that, that is an immediate disaster plan because the fire could literally start across the street or it could start 10 miles away. What are you going to do in the event you have those two different situations? And um, what, what can you do? What can you do with that amount of time? So there you mentioned wildfire season. And so not only is there an increase in the amount of wildfires we're seeing per year on average, but wildfire season itself is increasing. It's up to seven plus months from just four or five months back in 1970. So how much of an impact does the changing climate have on creating these new goalposts for wildfires? I say wildfire season, there really isn't a wildfire season anymore. So you really need to be alert about conditions. So anytime that there are dry conditions, windy conditions, if you know there's overgrown grasses or fuel in the area, any day could be what we call a red flag day or a wildfire day. So it's important to to know that you know just because it's February doesn't mean you're you're out of the woods when it comes to wildfire danger. If the conditions exist, um, you need to be ready to react to them. Last year, wildfires in California totaled over sixteen billion dollars in damage, and that's billion with a B, um, and that's that's a lot. So, how are insurers like Allianz? How are they helping? businesses adapt to this changing landscape where volatility is the new normal? Yeah, good question. One of the things we're doing is we're reviewing claim scenarios to see if there are any opportunities to develop specific coverage solutions. So, you know, were there certain types of claims that maybe we didn't contemplate that now we can build some kind of special coverage for those things? So that's something we're doing from a carrier standpoint. But from a broker and agent standpoint, this really is an opportunity for them to go out and do extensive coverage reviews. One of the, the main things that we saw as a result of the fires is we saw that most people are underinsured. And most people, when they buy insurance, they never think that they're going to have a total loss. You know, <laughs> that that fire, oh no, that's not, that's not going to happen to me. And they're looking for ways to reduce the premium. And when you reduce premium, you're ultimately reducing your coverage. And so I don't think people really realize the trade-off. And, and again, nobody ever expects to have a total loss. And so when you do have those total loss scenarios, those are the ones that, that you really find are, are grossly underinsured. Let's wrap it up here. Uh, and and we'll, we'll kind of uh, try and tie it all together with with a bow that uh, isn't as doomy and gloomy as a lot of this stuff is. Um, but weather patterns are changing. Uh, damage is more expansive and more expensive than it used to be. Uh, wildfires and other natural catastrophes are, are looming larger than ever, right? So what's next? How do we move forward? How do we prepare and adapt to this new normal? I think the main thing we need to do is when we're out talking to people about their coverage, 
we need to ask more specific questions. Just help them understand the risk that they have. And just as an example, I was recently out visiting a large apple grower that we insure. And we were talking about the fact that in Napa, there were entire um, vineyards that were destroyed along with the trellis systems and the irrigation systems and all the associated um, items there. And I asked these apple guys, I said, I said, so if you were to lose all of your orchards here, what would it cost you just to replace the irrigation equipment? And they started looking at each other and you could see some lights were going on. And they said it would probably cost them about $3,000 an acre. And they have thousands of acres. And I don't think they had ever thought about that, you know, on that granular level. They think, oh, you know, we'll, we'll just buy insurance for our buildings. We're not worried about that. That's not going to go. But what are, what are you going to do if that goes? <laughs> and we need to help people see that. And I think, it's, I think it's incumbent on us as an industry to make sure they're aware of that. If they choose not to buy the insurance for it, that's, that's their decision. But I think we need to help them understand the risks and understand the exposures. Amali Patel is the global head of agribusiness, and she joins us now. Amali, I want to focus on wildfires and their effects around the globe, right? And then we saw California in 2017, the worst wildfire season on record. Take me through the kind of effects that can have. When you're focusing specifically on the agribusiness effect of this, you know, how does this affect agriculture and farming? Um, it's interesting because when you think about these wildfires, agribusiness by nature, those operations just tend to be located in the areas where wildfires occur. So, you know, farms need open land, they need vegetation, and that's where these fires spread. That's where they, where they occur. So when you think about the effects, you you start with the immediate losses of the farm operation itself. So the buildings have burned, the crops have burned, the equipment has burned. Uh, workers have to be let go since the operation has shut down. Uh, but there are a lot of broader economic impacts too when you when you think about it. You know, agribusiness is... It's a truly global industry with regards to the fact that agribusiness exists everywhere. Every country produces food, so this is a concern everywhere. And then also just the amount of importing and exporting of agriculture products that goes on in the world. So when fires like this destroy, you know, significant amounts of certain types of crop, you see a scarcity occur. And that means prices rise starting with the local communities where the event happened, uh, and then that just extends broader and broader depending on how big the loss was, how big the scarcity is, and you get to a point where where even multiple countries are now getting impacted uh, because of events like this that have, that have had severe impacts on specific crops. So we look back at California in 2017 and we say, wow, that was a lot. But this isn't just solely a North America problem, right? This is a global phenomenon, a global problem. That's, that's correct, Ken. This is, you know, we hear about the California wildfires. We've had some, some Montana issues with wildfires last year and in recent years. But this is bigger than North America. And, you know, when you talk about climate change, what we do know is we are seeing an increase of drought that's that's throughout the world. This is a problem everywhere. You think about what's going on in South Africa and Australia and the drought issues they're having, um, and you have to wonder if, if these issues of drought, the issues of dryness that are going around in these certain parts of the world are leading to some of the wildfires that we're seeing. So we've seen instances of, of more wildfires happening in Europe and in Asia over the last few years. Spain and Portugal suffered 
some pretty big wildfires last year in 2017. I know Indonesia suffered from wildfires, I think, back in 2015. Um, so this is, this is not a problem that is limited to North America, and it's, it's not a problem that is just connected with, with fire safety. It, it really is connected with what is going on around the world with, with the change in climate that we're seeing. I wonder, as a global insurer and with such a, a global problem like wildfires, how do we work with even the smallest boutique farm or winery to get prepared from California to Spain? Sure. And, and, and the nice thing about the idea of insurance is that's the job of insurance is to protect people from events like this. Um, so speaking, you know, as a, as a winery, so if you're a boutique winery or any size winery, um, you want to make sure you're working with an insurance carrier that understands the winery business because wineries and vineyards are, they're, they're pretty unique. You know, they're not exactly a commercial operation, but they're not just a farming operation. And it's kind of a big combination of, of both. So you've got a lot of different exposures that even someone like a winery owner may not even realize they need insurance for. Um, a, a good insurance company that knows wineries is going to make sure, first of all, that you're, you're valuing the property adequately. You want to make sure it's got the right limits. Um, God forbid one of these wildfires comes through. The last thing you want to have to worry about as, as winery owner is whether or not you had adequate limits for your buildings. Um, you know, that's, that's the time you need to be focusing on your family, on your business, on your life. And the insurance company is there to take care of the damage. Um, the other th ways that insurance companies can help is, is all the specific aspects, uh, that are kind of unique to a winery. So, um, when you think about valuing the, the bottles of wine that you may have stored at your winery, uh, the, a specialist carrier is going to know how to value the different types of wine. So if a wildfire comes through, a cave of, of rare bottles is lost, you, you will have had that insured properly. So you're not just going to get reimbursed. Yeah, you know, ten dollars a bottle or something that's that's completely inadequate to what the loss was. Um, another thing to consider is is the vineyards on a lot of the winery properties. The people that are growing their own grapes, um, that's typically not included in the federal crop program because they're not being used for food. So, um, winery insurers often offer a way to to give some coverage for the growing vines themselves that can easily get damaged or burned um, in one of these wildfires. So. There's a lot of moving parts to consider when you're getting insurance for a winery, and there's there's a lot of individual ways that you can get protection to make sure that if something catastrophic like this happens, you're you're covered in every which way, everything from the property you actually own all the way to the income that you're losing if you have to shut down your operation. In the 2018 Alliance Risk Barometer, natural catastrophes and global warming ranked in the top 10. So from hurricanes to earthquakes to wildfires, should we be on the lookout for more record-breaking years in the future? And if so, what can folks in the agribusiness sector do to prepare themselves? I hope not. I, I, every every insurance company and pretty much everyone out there is hoping we're not going to break more records year after year. Um, but it also is a very valid concern. Um, you know, I, I mentioned the climate change earlier, and I, I do think this is all connected to a degree. The, with the global warming that you mentioned, we are seeing these things change. We're seeing a shift in the natural disasters that are occurring 
um, in both the frequency and in a lot of cases, kind of the volatility or the size of these events. So, you know, when you think about, again, coming back to South Africa, coming off this, this drought that they are, I guess, still really suffering from, it's not like they've, they've ended the drought yet, that brings up the question, or do we have to worry about wildfires popping up in South Africa, you know, in the next couple of years because of the dryness that has now kind of taken over that region? I don't think we can say we're out of the woods. I think all we know is this stuff is constantly changing. Um, we see the trends and the way things are moving, and I, I think it's just something we all have to be aware of and just try and protect ourselves as, as well as we can. A very special thank you to Karen and Amoli for joining the show. It's crazy to think just how much wildfires have changed over the last couple of decades and just how devastating they can be. Obviously, if you have any questions or comments for Karen or Amoli, let us know by sending an email to agcs.communications at agcs.allianz.com or you can comment on our LinkedIn and Twitter posts of this podcast. If you haven't already, folks, make sure to follow us on Twitter at agcs underscore insurance and on LinkedIn at Allianz Global Corporate and Specialty. And as always, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes. You'll get notified every time a new episode comes out. And the more people who rate and review the show, the easier it is for other people to find it. So again, a big thank you to Karen and Amoli, and for all of us here at AGCS, I'm Ken Reichman, and we will see you next time.